You're listening to an episode of the Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life podcast with your host, Kim Olver. This is Kim, and welcome to the 133rd episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. If you like today's episode, be sure to leave me a review wherever you listen to your podcasts and share with your friends on social media. Just don't forget to tag me at Olver International. Today, I'm excited to continue the conversation about self-discovery with my guest, Soyika White. I met Soyika in early 2000 when we were both working for the same agency. I was the director of training, so I had the honor of sharing choice theory with him. We became reconnected on LinkedIn, and I've been impressed following his path of self-discovery and the way in which he provides a beacon for others interested in a similar path. I'm sure you'll enjoy and learn from him as much as I do. I'm so happy he was able to join us today. Who is Soyika? Early in life, he recognized that he had an intense curiosity about people and a strong desire to help others. This served as a catalyst that inspired him to pursue studies in social services and economics. He has been a licensed hairstylist for many years, often volunteering his time and services, helping others feel good about themselves. He also has a background in behavioral health, education, and currently serves others within the field of workforce development. He believes that every one of us are born with gifts and talents that the world needs for the benefit of humanity. He's very grateful to serve as an agent of change whereas his experiences have allowed him to foster the power of positive relationships. I'm super excited to share him with you, his experiences, and his wisdom. Thanks so much for being with us, Soika. Good morning, Kim, and thank you so much. It's really good to see you again, and a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thanks. The feeling is totally mutual. I thought we could start out with, I know that gratitude is a big thing that you talk about. What are you most thankful for in your life? Oh, wow. I'll answer this question a few ways, but I'll start with back in 2018, I was in a transition in my career, questioning my trajectory. As part of that transition process, there were some challenging days and everything mentally. However, my wife purchased me a journal and I hadn't really journaled much, but I like writing. She purchased a journal for me and wrote me a note, and I just started writing. And one of the things that I did write down were a list of things that I'm grateful for. I challenged myself. I said, okay, I'm going to write 50 different things that I'm grateful for. I got to 50, and I kept going. When I got to about 75, it became tougher because there were things that I hadn't thought about that I was very grateful for. What I mean by that is I'm grateful for white blood cells, red blood cells flowing through my body, (laughs) being able to fight an infection. Besides the things that most of us are grateful for, eyesight, vision, taste buds, roof over our head, clothes on our backs. Since then, I have to say that I've written at least 350 things that I'm grateful for. And they're all different. Some are linked to each other, but that's part of life. Everything's connected. I'm grateful for so, so many things. I have this long list. Every day I look at that list and I say, well, what else am I grateful for? So many, many things. 
That's awesome. And it's such a good practice to maintain that attitude of gratitude because you could probably just as easily make a list of the things that you're unhappy about, but that takes you down a whole different path. So it's often about what we choose to focus on. I love that you're focusing on gratitude. I think that's really, really helpful. So what's your number one? Number one, even when I looked at my list, my number one was like thankful for to be alive. I still to this day am grateful that I'm alive. To be able to wake up and do it again, have another chance to get it right, do something to make things better for not only myself, but someone else. I'm very grateful for that. I start my day with that. And you've probably noticed some of my writings on LinkedIn. I'll start with a picture of something, a picture of the beach in the morning, the sunrise. And I'm like, hey, grateful to do this again. So I have to say that is my top. That's a beautiful thing, really, the gift of life. And actually what we do with that gift. You maximize your gift. I've seen you do it time and time again, not just with your posts, but also with the thoughtful comments that you make on other people's posts. You're a role model for me in that area. So thank you for that. Thank you. I also know that you're big on talking about lessons learned. What would you say is your biggest lesson so far in life? Mm. First off, let me go back and say thank you for this opportunity to share my perspective at this age and stage. Because I believe that as we progress, advance in our years, we're always getting lessons. Granted, we are willing to be the student. That's a piece that goes into my journey that I like to share. The biggest lesson has been that I focus on now is more about time and what we do with it. I actually wrote something on that on LinkedIn. I've gone to a lot of funerals lately, and some have been family members, some have been people I knew in the community. Whenever I stand there and I'm listening to the message being preached or spoken of during the ceremony, it's always about what do we do with our time? My lesson at this age and stage has been to pay attention to the time that I have and make sure that I'm maximizing that. What I mean by that is, am I producing anything to make life better for not only myself, but other people? I don't see it as about me. It's about what am I here on this earth to produce with the time that I have? That has been my lesson that I've been actually taught over and over again, but I'm just now getting it. Yeah, isn't that true? Those lessons, they keep nudging us and sometimes smacking us upside the head until we finally say, oh, that's what I'm supposed to get. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you're thinking about time because that's been a theme in my life too. I recently had a medical scare and it really woke me up. I had a a blockage in my LAD artery, which they call the widow maker. And the doctor said, most people don't ever find out about that. The doctors find out in the morgue during an autopsy. So I felt so lucky and grateful that my time wasn't up yet. And now every day, like you, I wake up and it's like, ah, I'm here. I get another day to do something for myself and others. But mostly the thing that motivates me is trying to make the world a better place, just like you talked about, helping people to maybe maximize their own potential. It's just a real gift when that's your purpose, right? You get to be here to do just that. And I learned something recently that that didn't surprise me, but I'd never heard it put this way. Neurologically speaking, our brains give us a dose of oxytocin, 
when we do something for other people and it rewards us twice as much as when we do it for someone else than when we do it for ourselves, which probably helps explain why some people are not so great at self-care. It's one of the reasons I wrote my book, Choosing Me Now, because I knew I better start getting better at self-care. And now with this lesson, you know, talk about smacking you upside the head. I think I get it now. I have to take care of myself so that I can continue to do this and wake up every morning. And I'm sure with your experience of attending funerals, that's also something that's on your mind. How much longer do we really have? And what can we do with the time that we have? That's an important theme to think of. Kim, thank you for sharing that. I had no idea. And like you said, typically medical staff said this could have gone a different way. And for me to sit here and know that you've been given a gift for us to sit here right now. You see, that makes time even more of the essence for me to sit here with you. That is a gift, knowing what you just shared. In those times, everything is a process. We go through these processes and processes imply steps. We can't skip steps. (laughs) Although we might want to. (laughs) (laughs) Hurry up, hurry up. I want to get there fast. (laughs) Yeah, yes. I'm so glad that you're doing well and that didn't go the other way. Definitely a gift. So so again, um, thank you for sharing that. And that means you still have work to do. That's exactly right. I was never worried during the whole process because I knew I'm not finished yet. So I I figured I was aligned with our creator on that thought. I'm not finished yet. So I have to make the time that I have, or maybe I should say I choose to make the time that I have productive time and time spent with people I love and time spent helping others to learn some of the things that I have learned that have been helpful in my life. And maybe they'll be helpful in theirs too. And that was a key piece you just said as well. You weren't ready for that. so. I believe our spirit, where our mind and our spirit is, has something to do with how we recover from medical challenges or whatever it may be. So you saying that, you may have released something into your body that said, no, we're not done. You still have to keep going. (laughs) Right. We're not doing this now. (laughs) Maybe 30 years from now, but not now. (laughs) Right, right, yeah. To go on about what guides your life, I know that you're guided by a higher power. Are there any quotes or philosophies that you have come across that really help guide you on your path of self-discovery? Yes. One that comes to mind that I think of, like I said, in the morning, I've gotten into deeper meditation, making time for that and going deeper within to start my day right. One of those quotes goes something along the line of, become a person of value. That means a lot to me. I had to look up the definition of value. I said, well, what is value? You see it in grocery stores. This is a great value. Or you see it when you're purchasing some material item. But what does that equate to in our personal lives, our spiritual journeys? I think it has to do with building our significance, also celebrating our uniqueness, And how different we actually all are as individuals, which to me proves the point that we carry specific things with us. There's no one else that can do what you do, how you do it. Similar, we might be in the same job or whatever, but this person over here does something very different. And that has to do with how I believe we're designed. Value, significance, uniqueness, and just how different we all actually are. And what that means in terms of what we bring to this earth to hopefully use positively to make it a better place. 
Yeah, I would say that that is the instruction that what we do is positive to support humanity and the environment. And unfortunately, sometimes people choose a different path because we do have free choice in what we choose. But I agree. I think there's a responsibility that each of us has to try to leave the world better than when we found it. I know that's part of what I try to do. I know that you're a kindred spirit in that. Do you believe that if something is meant for you, that you'll always have it or you'll be able to access it? I think the expression is what's meant for you will never miss you. Is that something that you believe? Yes. As a matter of fact, just this morning, I was texting a friend and we had these positive conversations. And I said to him that, one, we're designed with gifts and talents that the world needs. There's something on the earth here that we bring What's inherently or innate inside of us, again, is unique to us. It's in a place where we really can't miss it. It's inside of us. (laughs) (laughs) When I go out my backyard, I'm behind this parkland. There's tons of trees. And I look and say, wow, you know, really the whole seed, you know, this tree was actually in the side of the seed the whole time. Mm -hmm. All it needed was the right environment to grow. The seed already knew it was inside of us. Hey, I'm just waiting for a place to grow because it's inside of us. What is meant for us is here. At some point, like I said, we have choices. And like you said, well, we can make choices, but I think it's always there. It's in a place where we can't miss it. It like nags at the back of your mind. If you're not living in your purpose, I think it's constantly poking, prodding. Hey, pay attention. You have something to do. Yeah. A good yeah. friend of mine called it um, El Tormento. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right here. It's always sitting right here on your shoulder, El Tormento. Like there's something just nagging at your core. Mm-hmm. If you don't answer it, it just becomes louder. Sometimes we mistake that loudness for other things, but it's actually that core calling you like, hey, we've got to make this right turn. You know, you keep going this left. We've got to make this right turn to get there. Yeah, that's really important. What would you say to people who don't know what their passion is? They don't understand the language of El Tormento. They're not picking up what he's putting down. What would you say to them? This is based on my experience. Everyone has a unique experience in their journey. My understanding of the word passion actually is developed through a series of shifts that may involve some very challenging obstacles along the way. Some things we're born with that we just have a curiosity about. But then there are the things, again, a friend of mine were just talking about this. I notice how people that say for years they healthy, no issues, but then something happens, say they develop cancer and they make it through. Well, I happen to notice that a lot of folks will then begin to create foundations and get involved. You see where I'm going? They develop a passion for helping others get through it because Mm -hmm. they've been through it. Their life experiences, when it entails certain chapters that are tougher than others, that's where I think passion is developed. I don't think it's something that we're, okay, we have curiosities, like I said, just naturally. That's a clue as well. But along with that comes some challenges in our lives to help us develop that passion to further bring us closer to our purpose. I love that. It aligns perfectly with my concept of GLOW. I talk about GLOW when you go through painful things. GLOW stands for an acronym. It's gifts, lessons, opportunities, and wisdom. And you're talking about the O. It's always an opportunity. When you go through something hard and you survive, you always have the opportunity of reaching behind you and taking the hand of someone else who's going through a similar thing and helping them through. 
Not everybody will rise to that opportunity. They may say, yeah, no, no, that's not for me. But it's always there if you choose to take that path. That certainly has been true for me. I know that when my husband died, I started to do work with people who were widows or widowers or people who lost relationships that were important to them, maybe not to death. But it was definitely a passion in me. And it was because of the experience of going through it myself and getting to the other side and being whole on the other side. That's the other thing. When you go through stuff, you got to get through it in a healthy way where you have insights that you can share with others. I love that. So, my friend, do you know what your purpose is? I am still becoming. I know I'm following my passion of helping others connect the dots. That entails a lot. I know I work in workforce development, career counseling, and barbering and things. People sit down and they share their lives with me. They trust that I do that. Confidentiality in many cases. I feel like the gifts that I've been given help me get closer to that purpose. There was a time where I'd say, yeah, I know my purpose. And then it came a point, I said, well, wait a minute, I'm still in the process here. (laughs) I don't know if I've gotten there yet with a definite purpose, but I feel like I'm going in the right direction, which is based on my core, the challenges that I've had personally, where it's developed a passion for helping people navigate their own journey. At this time, I have to say I'm becoming, (laughs) I'm still getting there, but in the meantime, it's all about the people and how I can use my gifts and talents to help them feel better about their walk. Well, it goes back to what you said earlier about being a lifetime learner. I wonder if you'll ever get to a place where you say, oh, yes, I know exactly what. That just means that you've stopped learning, right? And I don't care how old you live to be. I don't think that's going to be in your vocabulary. So I imagine 30 years from now, when I'm still doing this work and I have you back, if I say, what is your purpose? You're going to answer the same way. I'm still becoming. I think that that's part of who you are. Still walking, you know, still trusting the process. It takes a long time to figure out life. I haven't met many people who have mastered it at this point, (laughs) but they have followed their core and improved the lives of others, especially when you're doing something that's bigger than yourself. You're living for something bigger than yourself. There's power in that. There's significance. There's that uniqueness. It's a process. I totally agree. I've come to the end of the questions that I had for you. I'm just wondering if there's anything you'd like to add that we haven't already talked about. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? I'm a student of the journey. I'm a student of life. And I'm enjoying each step. Even when the steps are unseen, I don't know what's coming around that next corner. All I know is our job or my job, I'll speak for myself, is I try not to figure everything out. It's good to have a plan. We heard that man plans, God laughs. Mm -hmm. That's right. (laughs) And it's good to have a trajectory, to have an aim. However, being humble enough and not arrogant in a way to say that, you know, I don't know how much time I have, but with the time that I do have, I stopped being busy a long time ago. I became productive. I had to learn what the difference was. I always use this example. I can stand in an office. I could stand by the water cooler and speak to everyone who comes by. And I'm a busy person. Because mm-hmm. I'm talking to everybody coming by that water cooler. But I haven't produced anything that day. Maybe some good intellectual exchange. But I wasn't productive if I do that. Knowing that difference has made an impact in my life. Just using my time better to help other people. You know, it's become my focus. So that's really my aim. I hope that with my writings on LinkedIn and some other areas, my website, I have uh, uh, some writings on there as well. I hope that I'm able to be effective. 
Bottom line, at the end of the day, what really matters? Were you effective with what you've been given? That's my walk, if you will, both physically, morally, spiritually. Just want to continue on that walk. Whatever the universe has for me, I'm trusting it. I'm not going to doubt it. Just going to trust it and keep going. I have a question for you. It comes from one of the things that I do to help people live in their purpose is, do you have a book in you? You love to write. Oh, man, quite possible. I feel it. I feel it as I talk to you, that you definitely have a book to write. I would love to hear about that when you're ready to do that. I think it would be exciting. It's one of the things that I do is I help people publish and market their books. So if you decide you want to do that, definitely reach out. We can talk about that. Thank you so much, Kim. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know that you've stepped out of your regular job, if you will, to do more independent things. Do you have anything coming up that our audience might be able to take part in? Right now, my focus has been building a network of people that would use my services, whether it be workforce development, career advising, barbering, cosmetology. I'm going to be mixing all that together. So I'm working on some studies as well within the workforce industry, some certifications. In terms of projects, right now, like I said, it's just building a network, letting people know who I am and what I'm able to offer to them. Since leaving my last position, I have done a lot of volunteer work, and that has to do with whether it's the food bank packing boxes or getting food out to people that need it for our food insecurity, which is very real. Also, some volunteer barbering and cosmetology, some services for hairstyling, for instance, for people who are preparing for job interviews. And I say, hey, come on over here, sit down, let's talk about this interview. I'm going to get you polished here for the mirror, but let's talk about your responses to some of the questions they may ask. And also, lately, I've been serving food at some of the local shelters, and I'll continue to do that. Again, trusting the process, networking. People are feel free to reach out if they have any questions for anything that we've discussed today. Or even, yeah, like you said, what I may be moving into. I'm excited about it. As you should be. What would be the best way for people to reach you? I have a website, www.soyikastyles.com. I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm not on any other social media, but LinkedIn, I find to be an effective tool for networking and building relationships that way. That's two ways they can get in contact with me. I'll put all of that in the show notes so people can know how to spell your name and be able to find you. So thank you for that. I really appreciate you joining us today, Soyika. It's been so wonderful talking with you about your philosophies and how you live your life. I'm sure you've inspired some of our listeners in their own journeys of self-discovery. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kim. I certainly appreciate the time and being able to share my walk again at this age and stage. Thank you. My pleasure. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and remember to leave a review and share with your connections on social media. I also hope you'll join me next week when I'll be changing the topic to diversity, a subject near and dear to my heart. I'm looking forward to it. Talk with you then. This has been another thought-provoking episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. To listen to past episodes, please visit our website at lifeequalschoices.com or listen wherever you download your podcast. And don't forget, remember to subscribe.